Hello and welcome to a new episode of Paradigm Shift, the podcast where we explore truth through forgotten knowledge. I am your host, Sergio Halabi, and in this episode, I'll be discussing the possibility of a nuclear explosion in India nearly 12,000 years ago. So let's go ahead and do the intro. Inside the crater of the first atomic bomb ever, which was, the, which was called the Trinity Test, and it was supervised by a theoretical physicist called Robert Oppenheimer, scientists found a new material that was green and glassy, and it only formed because of the extreme heat of the uh, explosion, mixed with the sand, this created this new glass. At the time, they called it the Trinitite. This glass in specific was radioactive, and at the time also they said that they had not found it any, they had not found anything like this on Earth before, especially that to, to some extent it was man-made through that explosion. Now, when we want to look at the witness from someone who did see the, that nuclear test, and I, I want to say it because I'm going to come back to it at a later stage. This is what he said, and I'm quoting. The whole country was lighted by a searing light with the intensity many times that of a midday sun. It was golden, purple, violet, gray, and blue. It lit every peak, crevice, and ridge of the nearby mountain range with a clarity and beauty that cannot be described but must be seen to be imagined. Keep this sentence in your minds. We will come back to it later. Another interesting thing about Dr. Robert Oppenheimer was that when he was asked if the Trinity was the first ever detonation of this magnitude, he replied with, yes, in modern times. Very weird reply from someone unless you actually hear about what he was interested in at the time and it was rumored that he would quote a poem that he studied in Sanskrit the poem was called the Mahabharata I'm sorry if I butchered the name he not only studied it but he would always quote parts from it during his lectures and classes why did I mention this before I answer that, I'm going to explain what is the Mahabharata. And that is an epic Sanskrit poem written about ancient India. Now, it was written sometime between 400 to 200 BC. However, it actually refers to a, an epic war that happened sometimes way before that. So it could refer to sometime between 10 to 12,000 BC. So the time it was written was closer to us, uh, perspective time. However, it was talking about a, an ancient war that happened in India involving gods, involving humans, involving everything you can imagine, and a specific type of weapons, which I'm going to get into. And this is not the first time that we hear about a civilization to around 200, 400, or even 1000 BC, referring or talking about an ancient civilization that was even ancient to them as well, that was mysterious to them as well. 
we've saw this in uh, uh, when we talked about um, Plato and how his messenger Solon traveled to Egypt at the time and when he met with a with a priest with a high priest in Egypt the priest talked to him about ancient knowledge and an ancient civilization that lived in Egypt around 10 to 12,000 years ago as well that knowledge is now lost to us but Plato refers to it very clearly that whatever civilization was sitting in Egypt at the time they knew of an of the existence of an ancient civilization way before them now back to the Indian and the Sanskrit poem it's an epic poem it's extremely long one of the longest ever written and within a section of that there's a book called the book of Drona translated and in it it describes magical weapons that were used by the gods at the time during a specific war these weapons are either used by the gods or even given to humans to be used in their battle and delving deeper into it the these weapons have different categories and they would be divided into mainly two one is called mukta and one is the amukta the mukta is something that is thrown from the user so someone is throwing something a mukta is something that cannot be thrown but it is a weapon something like a, like a sword for example and within the mukta category of weapons there are three one that is thrown with the help of a machine so like a catapult one that is thrown directly from the hand which is like an axe for example and one which is our main focus is thrown through the power of mantra mantra if you don't know is a form of prayer which means there is some sort of telekinesis thing happening towards these the use of these weapons these weapons were called the mantra mukta also known as astra and these astra weapons had a lot of different categories different sizes however one of them the biggest was always which is the brahmastra and that is as is being told within the uh, sanskrit epic is used by the god rama himself and this is what it said while i'm reading this remember what that eyewitness from the trinity project actually said the astra is a single projectile charged with all the power in the universe it is it was an unknown weapon an iron thunderbolt a gigantic messenger of death which reduced to ashes an entire race there was neither a counterattack nor a defense that could stop it and it goes on it is an a column of smoke and flame as bright as 10000 suns that rose in all its splendor it rose in all splendor after corpses were so burnt as to be unrecognizable the hair and nails fell out pottery broke without any apparent cause and the birds turned white after a few hours all the food was infected infected quote unquote radioactive any target hit by the brahmastra would be utterly destroyed land would become barren and lifeless rainfall would cease 
and infertility in humans and animals would follow for eons of time. Infertility. Now, I don't know about you, but this seems to me like a very accurate description of, a, of the after effects of a nuclear explosion. Infertility, radioactiveness, everything that we could think about or what we have found through, the own, through our explosions and what we have caused, it's the, exactly the same. And looking back at the glass-like material that was found in that crater, the Trinitites, scientists have discovered that glass is not only formed in that area as well. And we can talk about engineer Albion Hart, who, after the Trinity test, he discovered that it was a material that he had seen in the African desert around de- a decade earlier. And in 1932, which was prior to this test, another team member who was on an expedition, it was an Egyptian geological survey, and his name is Patrick Layton, he also noticed while he was driving his car that there was a form of um, glass under the wheel. He stopped, came out from the car, and he noticed this very strange glass that should not be there. Libya has something called the Libyan Desert Glass, which is also referred to as Rock of the God. Very interesting name. And you can see that this rock is used in ancient um, jewelry make, um, makers. They used, to, they used to make jewelry with this glass as well. So it was obviously sacred to them. And going to back to India itself, where this epic poem was written and where they were referring to uh, an utter destruction of a civilization or of a city, unlike anything that was seen before. Remember, we are talking 10 to 12,000 years BC. In the city of Jodhpur, again, sorry if I'm butchering the name, they discovered a radioactive zone when they were doing some sort of uh, housing project. And the housing project had to be put on hold because of how radioactive that city was. And in 2016, the Defense Research and Development Organization of the city began developing drones that would have sensors for radiation because they know that that area is highly radioactive. And at at the edge between India and Pakistan, there are also two cities that when they discovered them because they are ancient cities and they were dated to be before 3000 BC. Uh, obviously, when, when, you, when we discover an ancient city, we have to dig down until we reach the layer of the street where that, that uh, civilization used to live. And they discovered 44 bodies that were put, it, like it, it almost felt like there was something in the center that has blown them up because the way they were spread, they were around a circle and their skeletons are still highly radioactive. And one of the researchers actually said that their bodies are 50 times uh, filled with the radiation than they should be. So there was something within that city, within a neighboring city that is radioactive A civilization came at a time and reported and wrote that a celestial weapon was used that is capable of erasing entire armies in the split of a second. It gave it the description 
that it was as bright as 10,000 suns, which is the exact, exact description the first witness of the Trinity atomic test gave, which is that it felt like it's stronger than any midday sun the moment he saw the explosion. Did an ancient civilization have the capacity of nuclear power? Did an ancient astronaut alien civilization provide this weapon? Does this fit with the wars that were told in other civilizations, the wars of the gods, especially the Sumerian ones, especially the wars between Enki and Enlil? Is this the same weapon that destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah? The cities that were deemed too sinful to live and yet the description of their destruction talked about fire and sulfur falling from the sky and people turning white when they saw the explosion. I don't know, but there's something there. We have to look into it, research it more. What could these ancient texts mean if they are read more literally? And how can they reveal secrets to us that are either forgotten or hidden? And with that, I'm going to end the episode. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you like this, please follow me on my Instagram page, paradigm.shift.experience. Recommend my podcast to your friends. Share it wherever you can. And until next time, thank you.